0: Hey man, it's um it's an interesting time in the uh, the local rugby in the Mitre 10 Cup because of course tonight you get Wellington um up against Bay Plenty tomorrow we get Canterbury uh, playing there now against Tasman. The interesting thing was Canterbury always used to have that thing they'd get to the finals then a whole bunch of All Blacks would come back, but this year it's a, it seems to be a little bit different. So do you think that evens it out a little bit for Tasman?
1: Uh, to a degree, but I think really the way that Canterbury operating all season they've they've shown an ability. Uh, not not only to, you know, when they need to really crank the wheel, but they've shown great depth. And I, I think probably the, the biggest issue that they had is through a period where they weren't quite in a, a, a rhythm was when they lost Whitelock. And, uh, you know, I think he's a really important leader for them. Um, apart from that, they seem to have the depth and the talent. But look, does it open up a window opportunity for Tasman? I don't think so. I think Tasman are, as Leon McDonald will know, um, what makes the Canterbury boys tick. You know, they're, they're a very good. Um, well drilled outfit as well and they've got some Crusaders players there um, that have got the background and know the ethos and they know the, the work culture that Canterbury has so it's actually a fascinating battle it really is because when you go way back to the start of the season when when everybody was really anticipating and looking forward to that first up clash between Canterbury and Tasman and Canterbury absolutely annihilated them uh, and then Tasman sort of started their way uh, until the point that they got going Um you know, what What do you read into that game, really? is what I'm trying to get to. So uh, it, it, to me, is a really interesting game where, you know, both teams have come a long way, hopefully, and by the look of it, Tasman have come the, the, the further, further distance. So it really sets up an interesting battle.
0: I think if you're from the top of the South Island, you want to see this game turn into a bit of a high-scoring shootout, eh? Because mm-hmm. I think if, if mm-hmm. Canterbury's had any weakness this year, it seems to be in games... When the opposition gets over a certain amount, I don't know, like maybe 22, 23 points, all of a sudden things change, don't they? Yeah,
1: they just they, they just seem to enter into the festive nature of it, and uh, you know that, that, that switching off period, particularly on defence, has, has been incredibly costly for the. Um, you know, when you look at the the what the Wellington game, I guess, and also the Taranaki game, where the, those games they they were in, then they were they were going well, and then all of a sudden. Um, you know, the opposition got going and they just couldn't contain them. And I think more importantly from, from Tasman's perspective is that they, they need to get into the game and get the, get the scoreboard ticking away. I think if Canterbury get dominant and dominant into it the early, they, they don't tend to then switch off. But when the game is, like you say, and, and you're correct in uh, and, and what you mentioned, you know, tit for tat, um, they, they lose those ones, Canterbury. So from a Tasman's perspective, they need to get scoring points early in the match. Mm.
0: Uh, Tonight's game though that's uh, the first one we got up and running uh, how do Wellington lose this one? (laughs)
1: Um, Yeah it's a a, a big question in sport isn't it how how do the underdogs achieve uh, and and how do I guess the the, the pinnacle of the competition fall away and conspire to, to lose after having such a dominant season look I think yeah, I, I was thinking about Bay said What a great fairy tale they are, aren't they? The way that they've had such an amazing season, and I was thinking about their resurgence and, and looking at why uh, they, they've done so well, and it makes me think about. All of a sudden, I'm going to go on this convoluted sort of um, <laughs> little spiral towards Blues rugby and Super Rugby mm. is the direction they've had at Ten. Uh, you know, the the, the, the the fact that Delaney's come back and he's been such an architect for them. Um, and guiding this Bay of plenty ship, and when you get to big games and and brilliant and, and really, you know when you get to finals situations that 's when you need generals to really stand up and you know control things and they 're not phased they 've been there before, and they know what they 're doing that, that, that probably is I guess an area where um, you know Bay of plenty have an advantage and to be perfectly honest Wellington they are really hard to contain whether they're playing uh championship or premiership they're a really difficult team to contain but yet when you look across the board they're not hugely experienced um so i i guess probably the only thing that would really hamstring them would be that fact that they are in a the final they've got everything to lose they're the favorites that in the in history Wellington sometimes have stumbled at that at that block because they've just been so good that they've they've succumbed to the pressure and I think that's Bay of Penny's opportunity maybe.
0: Yeah, finals hate Wellington, eh? Hate them.
1: Yes, yes, they do. <laughs> it's yeah. Like, ha,
0: you again, whatever. It just mm, me, you're mm. Right. Mm. Hey, Justin, Amu is unavailable for Wellington. Perry's unavailable mm. for Tasman tomorrow because they fly out with the All Blacks. Is it so essential though they're on that flight today to prepare for a game against the Barbarians and therefore miss a final? <laughs>
1: Um, hell of a question again uh, look it's what we do you do and you do it well actually yeah. and the hesitation in me answering this question goes to let you know that I'm I'm not entirely sure look I I, I, I personally think you know uh, 24 to 48 hours does that make a massive difference will they be involved is probably something that they're um, you know it, it might be a, a sign for what's going to happen next weekend so it is um imperative that they're on that plane Uh, look if I'm perfectly honest, no I don't think it's imperative that they're on that plane do I think they should be able and available to play the final given that they've had all of their rugby in that competition this year, yes I do
0: Mm. Uh, Justin Marshall was here with us. We got uh, good news through before. Charlie got to read it out on the 8 o'clock news. Uh, TJ Pedinata has signed for another four years. Uh, be a good time to be him right at the moment because it doesn't seem very clear that there's a number three halfback going around after Kerbalo goes. So it's probably a fantastic time to be renegotiating a contract as far as supply and demand goes, Justin. But how big a signing is that for New Zealand rugby?
1: I think it's a really important signing. Uh, look, I, I, I make no bones about the fact that I I believe that, you know, we we have thrown a a lot of our eggs in one basket with Aaron Smith and that's a good thing because he's the best in the world, in in my mind Um, but, you know, every time you step onto the rugby field you're you're only one unlucky incident away from being, you know, seriously injured and if he was if that was to happen to him you know, you need to have the confidence that the the next person that steps up can guide the all-black ship and Look, I, I wonder whether or not TJ Perrinaro has been given uh, given enough opportunities. But obviously the information he's been given by the All Blacks, obviously we know how um, important he is for the Hurricanes. But for him to sign with New Zealand Union for the next four years uh, is, is that he's getting, given good information from the All Blacks that he will get his time and his chance in the jersey and that he's confident that he can push Aaron Smith Make sure that he commands his starting position, and uh, and that also he works hard, equally hard himself to, you know, at some stage be able to earn the jersey himself. So yeah, I think it's brilliant signing, and I think it's good that he's staying here, and also keeping the talent in New Zealand.
0: Hey, thanks, Marshy. Someone good here man. says, look, uh, you're a good Mataura man. Surely the king of meat would be a two-tooth mutton.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, we used to we used to have a bakery down in Matola um, that it was a uh, there was a mutton pie that. Uh, Used to be dripping with fat in the morning, and uh, I used to tuck into that after a heavy night uh, out. Oh, see was. if you can find well, one I'll on the flight to, the to London. Work. But it a tasty, a
0: tasty hogget. There we go. <laughs> 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 on, you, Thanks, man. Oh, You know what? Mutton gets a bad rap. You get some <laughs> decent mutton shanks and a casserole. Yeah, you slow, you slow Phenomenal. it. You slow it. You got to You it. slow it down a little. Phenomenal.